So we're holding by Malach Malif, we had Perech of Be'ez, Pasuk Mem Gimel, this year we started as a Schusi Lenishmas, Yechezkel Shraga, Ben Avram Yehuda, it should also be a Schusi Lenishmas, Moshe Ben Daniel, and Chaim Eloza Ben Shemshen Aryeh, as well as a Schus for Fushlem of Chaim Moshe, Shua Ben Malka, Chaim Dei, Ben Menorachel, and Chanalei Abbas Shein Dorachel, it should also be a Schus for all those in a Malkam Sakana, in and around Eretz Yisrael. So we began last time to learn about the uh, Malchus of Yahishafat, we introduced Yahishafat as the king, concurrent with Achav. He followed in all of the ways of his father, Asa. He didn't deviate at all from doing what was proper in the eyes of Hashem. So the art scroll points out that here the Pasuk is praising Yahshavet as a Melech Tzadik who emulated his father Asa. In a sense, this is a vindication of Asa. Remember, we learned that Asa stumbled at the end of his life despite being a Melech Tzadik. But at the end of his life, he showed a chesarn in Bitachon by running after the doctors to help cure his gout rather than having the proper level of Bitachon in Hashem. And yet the Pasuk here is testifying that he's still considered a Melech Tzadik. It says here that Yoshafa did not deviate from Asa's path from doing what was proper in the eyes of Hashem, meaning that Asa himself did what was proper in the eyes of Hashem. And the art scroll continues that although we'll see that Yoshafat was not perfect, we're going to see some mistakes that he made during his malchus, some of which we talked about last time, but nevertheless, the Pasuk praises him because there are few people in our history who can reach their potential and rise to the level of the Yavah, Ismaish, Aaron, and David. And although Hashem does not excuse the the mistakes of these people, but nevertheless, God judges them in their totality, in their complete body of work. And therefore, when viewed through that context, Asa and Yahishavad are both considered exceptional people, despite the fact that they had certain shortcomings. Mechakatan is Medayik a little bit closer in the Pasuk. That the Pasuk is telling you, first of all, that he did that Yeshua did everything that was proper in the eyes of Hashem. Not only Begalui, not only when he was in public and people could see his actions, was he acting appropriately, but even when he was in private and people couldn't see or people uh, couldn't see in his mind and, and see his, his true intentions, the Pasuk is testifying that even that was holy, even that was pure, and he was totally devoted to Hashem. The Mechagatana also says that which it says, that although Asa made mistakes, Yahishafat only followed in the path of Asa with regard to doing Yashar Be'ene Hashem. But the mistakes that Asa made, Yahishafat did not follow, Yahishafat did not repeat. And that's what the Pasuk means when it says that he followed in the path of Asa, meaning all of the righteous things that Asa did, but not in the mistakes that Asa made. However, the Mecha Ketana says the next two psukim tell us of the two mistakes that Yashafa did make. He did stumble twice in two areas, and that's mentioned in Pasuk Mem, Mem, Mem Dalit and Pasuk Mem Hay. So let's see those psukim. Pasuk Mem Dalit Acha but the Bamois, the private altars that Klai Yisrael used to bring Karbanos, which were Aser because there was a Beis Migdash that was built. So Loisaru, he did not remove. The people were still shechting and burning Karbanos at these private altars. And Pazag Memhei, this mistake number two is Vayashlem Yashavad and Melch Yisrael, that Yashavad made peace with the king of Yisrael, meaning that he developed this relationship, this alliance with Achav, which also he is called to task for making the mistake of associating himself and allying himself with a Russia. Now, with regard to the Bamais, it's important to note that these were used by the people to bring Karbanas to Hashem. These were not used to bring Karbanas to Avaitazara, but nevertheless, 
as I said, the use of the Bamais was Aser because there was a Beis HaMikdash. So the Chassam Seifer discusses why indeed these two tzaddikim, these two great men, Asa and Yashafat, would ignore this continued Avera, the use of the private Bama. And the Chassam Seifer says that it's part of human nature that people need a way to express their closeness, their devotion to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. And uh, people always have this drive of they want to feel spiritual, they want to feel connected, they want to feel close to God. So Asa and Yashafat knew that many people would not be able to make that journey, that long uh, uh, trip to the Beis HaMikdash whenever they wanted to bring a carbon. And if they didn't have access to Bamois, then they might turn to Avaydazara in order to satisfy that, that spiritual need, that drive in their neshama that calls for something higher, something more spiritual. And this was a danger, especially in a time when the Yitzhara for Avaydazara was so strong and we see how much of the Malchus of Yisrael was, was swallowed up and was sucked in to this Taiva of Avaydazara. So they made a simple cheshman and they said, listen, it's better to have the people uh, worshipping on the Bambais, at least they're staying loyal to God, than to risk something much worse, perhaps them turning to Avedizar. Says the Chassam Seifer, this is why Asen Yeshafat made a cheshman and they did not remove the Bambais from amongst the people. As far as the second Pasuk or, or Pasuk Memhei, which says that he made peace with the king of Yisrael, Rashi says that this is nothing good or bad. The Pasuk is just contrasting Yeshava with Asa, whereas Asa waged a war against the Ten Shvatim. Remember the massive battle that he had with Basha? Yeshava did not. Yeshava went the other way. Yeshava made peace with them. And in fact, Yeshava was married to Achav's sister. However, however, as I said previously, in the name of the Mechiktana, and it's also brought down by the Redak, that they learned that the Pasuk here is listing a second Avera, or a second mistake that Yeshava made during his Machus, aside from turning a blind eye to the Bamais and tolerating the Bamais, Yeshava made peace with Achav, something which he had no right to do, considering that Achav was one of the greatest Rishayim and greatest Oivde Avaydazara and perpetrator of Avaydazara in all of the kings of uh, the Machus of Yisrael. And in fact, in Divrei Yom and Beis, when Yahishavad comes back from that battle, the battle that Achav died, although this is not brought down in Sefer Malachim, but in Divrei Yamim, the Navi comes to greet Yahishavad when he returns, and he tells Yahishavad, and he calls Yahishavad to task for having made an alliance with Arasha, sort of spitting in the face of God by siding with a Oyvdeh someone who was such an antagonist to God, and by making peace with him. Just to go back to the Bamais for a second, the Meshachachma points out that one of the reasons why it was difficult for uh, Yoishafat and Yoisam to oppose the Bamais is, uh, uh, this obviously is subsequent to Asa's time, but in Yoishafat's time when Elio has the whole Maisa Bara Carmel with Achav and the, and the Nevi'e Baal. So that was a, a, a Hirasha where a carbon was brought on a Bama outside of the Beis Hamikdash, And that caused that the Shechina rested. That caused the Gila Shechina. And that was a positive, uh, uh, uh use of Shchut Echutz, of Shechting outside the, the Beis Hamikdash. So once that happened and once the people saw that there was a positive outcome from that, so it became very hard to oppose it. It seemed like it was a positive thing. It seemed like it could bring a Gila Shechina. And so therefore it became very difficult for the kings to oppose the people from trying to get closer to Hashem in that way.